The Picks and Punts podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Phaser Marketing. Let's be honest, either you own a small business or you know somebody that does. Phaser Marketing offers a one-stop shop marketing team for your business. They stop you from wasting your valuable time trying to learn and juggle the core elements of marketing. If you want to focus more on what you do best, make sure to check out their website at phasermarketing.com. That's P-H-A-S-E-R marketing.com and take your business to the next level. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Picks and Puns podcast. I am your host, Drew Winter, and I am accompanied by some elite football minds again this week. We have Adam Wishick, Nick Nowak, and our new guest who will be filling in for Andy this week, another elite football mind, Ross Nall. Ross, how's it going, buddy? Don't call it a comeback, baby. Let's go. <laughs> we are I just want to apologize to everyone out there for the Browns last week. Oh. I said to take their spread. Um I just want to be the first to apologize. Um, I think we got to apologize about the Packers there. All, uh, of, us yeah. picked, all of us picked them this last week, and they just laid a complete <laughs> yeah. egg. I, I was, very, to avoid that. <laughs> I was I think, very much on the Packers myself, and uh, watching it, I'm a farmer. I was in the combine and had it on my iPhone, and uh, it was it was it was tough. Started out. Up ten to zero. I'm feeling good. Rogers throws a pick six. Still feeling good. I'm like, okay, that's you know an anomaly. Adam texts me. He's like, hey, let's hit it again. No way. Rogers <laughs> throws that pick. Me and Nick like were saying three same plays same later. Same thing. Same three thing. plays later, throws another pick, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Dude, and it was that is that downhill. is when I hit on the live line there when they threw another <laughs> threw another pick when he threw another pick. And they scored again. They were down by four. I got him. Er, I got him at a good. I think I got him at one ten. And I put a triple down on it. Actually, think, <laughs> I thought Rogers. No way, Rogers was gonna was gonna well, screw that up. And I have him on fantasy, so I'm you know I'm banking on him. Uh, Tampa great against the run, so I'm like, okay, they're gonna throw they're gonna the ball pass all it. game. Okay. Yeah, okay. all game. Mm-hmm. Rogers is gonna tear him apart. Devontae's back. I played him in FanDuel, him and Rodgers. It just didn't work out, you know? <laughs> it's just a, the Dominican Sioux is a real difference. Getting an air. Well, route. no, if seriously. You, if he was listen, all over him. If you listen to uh, Pat McAfee's show, Rodgers yep. comes on every Tuesday. Yep. And he yep. was talking about it. And he was talking shit the whole game. And Rodgers is like, all right, <laughs> let's talk after the game. And uh, Pat's like, no way you're going to fight him. Like, and, and Aaron's like, yeah, I know. We, I thought we were going to like be business about it, you know, be be professional and never showed up. So I guess there's still bad blood. But <laughs> No, that, honestly, that, that, that was a great game. But I, I was honestly shocked at the Packers and pulled it on myself. But we have some great matchups this week, including the Titans and Steelers. We have the Niners and Patriots where Jimmy G is returning to New England, as well as a fun Sunday night game in primetime with John, Gru- John Gruden battling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady and company. Uh, before we get into the first game on Sunday, Adam, I have to ask you of your thoughts on last night's Eagles and Giants game with Carson Wentz. What a comeback by Carson Wentz in that. I, I honestly did not think 
I guess after the with four minutes left, they were down by 11. I just didn't think they had it in them. I, you know, it just seems like every time their backs are up against the wall, they, they always seem to pull it out at the end. And I guess that it's all, I, I think it's all credit to Carson Wentz in that game. He no, played back no, in that no. game hundred percent. It was a great catch by Boston Scott there yeah. at the end, but, okay. but yeah, he, that, yeah, that is... ball had to be put on the money. <laughs> In order to be caught, and hey, the hand to God, when the time counted, hand to God, who else seen Boston Scott put like ten defenders in the spin cycle? I mean, that was his only move all night. <laughs> he was fucking hitting circle like six times on the same drive, and it was working. I hey, had to as, pick him up late minute fantasy, so I was happy about it. As great as Carson once was, I mean, Evan Ingram dropping the ball was the real difference. I mean, you what, can't. What about Daniel Jones tripping on that breakaway touchdown? <laughs> okay, okay. Like, did anybody that? else? I was watching NFL. Too fast for his own good. Yeah, and he <laughs> was going. They topped him out at 21 miles per hour, right? Oh. That's faster than Lamar Jackson has ever ran in his whole career. Holy. No lie. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a next gen stat right there. He's, He's a pocket passer so with mother's body. Yeah, I mean, he was going so fast, he couldn't remember left or right and just tripped. I mean, honest mistake. All right, well, anyways, let's get right into Sunday's game, starting with the Bengals as a small home dog versus division rival, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns could not have have had a worse showing last week against Pittsburgh, but they're primed for a bounce-back game against a soft Bengals defense, getting trampled by opposing running backs. Bengals running defense, giving up the third most rushing yards and opposing running backs are averaging 5.1 yards per carry. The Browns face a second straight divisional opponent in what is close to a must-win game against Cincy to stay in this AFC North division race. Let's start with you, Ross. Do you expect a bounce-back game here for the Browns? (sighs) This one's ugly. I'm going to be honest. I punted. I didn't bet on this one. But if we're talking fan duel here, we're picking a lineup. It sounds like Kareem Hunt should be in lineups if you're talking third worst fantasy running uh, running against. You know, I do like the Browns. If I would have been on the show last week, I probably would have leaned Browns last week. You know, but then I'm looking at Pro Football Focus's score of Baker Mayfield, and I'm hating it. It's like in the 50s, not very good. You know, I love Joe Burrow. Three and a half is especially a football line. Um, If you could take three in the hook, I don't know. That's why I'm putting on it. I don't like the game. If I'd have to pick somewhere, I'd like the Bengals with the hook. If I'm buying a point with the Browns, it wouldn't hurt me either way. (laughs) Nick? Yeah, I, uh, I I did the same thing, Ross. I punted as well. I just uh, I don't trust this Browns team. I think they're good enough to win this right game. Right there with you. Um, but I think Joe Burrow and company goes into Indianapolis after a bad week at Baltimore. Puts up a lot of points. I think the same thing's going to happen. They're going to put up a lot of points with the Browns. Agreed. I like the over in this game. Um, but I'm punting for the most part. Hey, I think the over is probably a better play than on the points, honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I completely agree on that. I, I 
just for the I, Cincinnati right now, four and one against the spread this year. They're nine and two against the spread against uh, Cleveland since 2015. Mayfield is in Mayfield, I guess, still was banged up. He got he was out last week. Um, even though Cincinnati's defense is horrible against the run, um, I do like Hunt in the FanDuel leagues this week, but um, I'm also going to punt this game. Uh, right now, it looks like uh, 60% of the public public bets right now are on Cleveland, and then uh, about even money so far on mm-hmm. Cincy. Yep. And you, you're on action right now, right? I'm there too. Yep. Um, clarification, this podcast likes Hunt as a running back. We fucking hate him <laughs> as a person. He's a piece of shit. Just a little uh, waiver on that. <laughs> It, <laughs> it looks like uh, Cleveland's down to minus three. They opened as uh, negative four on the line. So uh, we maybe have a little bit of reverse action on them. Not much. Punt game for Joe me. Mixon is out this week. I did see that. Mm. Picked up Bernard in one of my fantasy leagues, so I'm expecting a big game out of him. Yeah, since he has one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and I mean they can't seem to protect Burrow at all. I I, I assume that Miles Garrett on Cleveland is going to get after the quarterback heavy and often. Yeah, and I'm not one to trust the Browns here, so I'm punting this game as well. Player prop ahead. over Miles Garrett sacks. I I agree with that. <laughs> Let's go ahead Total. and move on to the Washington Football Team. They're hosting the Cow- the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys looked absolutely like trash against the Cardinals on Monday night. Didn't help that Zeke gift wrapped a win for the Cardinals by fumbling twice in his own territory early in the game, but the offense was a mess as a whole. Andy Dalton threw two picks, nearly had another pick six that was dropped. Zeke had no running room and their receivers were wasted. I'm punting this game. I usually actually like betting against teams coming off Monday night blowout losses. Teams that lose by 17 more points on Monday night football are 35 and 55 against the spread since 02. Cowboys clearly need to make enormous adjustments. And Mike McCarthy, as a coach, I don't see him getting that done. Nick, I would assume you agree with this. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm out as I'm Mike McCarthy, Mike Nolan, Jerry Jones, the entire Cowboys <laughs> team. I am out on the Cowboys. I am actually going to be taking the Washington football team over the Dallas Cowboys. I'm taking Yuck. this pick them. I, the reason, the main reasons why I'm taking them, Washington has Chase Young coming back, so they'll have Montez Sweat, Chase Young. Cowboys' offensive line is completely depleted. They're on scout team guys. Therefore, I expect Andy Dalton to be pressured all game, and he's going to be uncomfortable. Cowboys rank 32nd in the league in defense. I just, I, I see Andy Dalton having a bad game. The Cowboys are going to be able to score points, but it's for the most part, I think Washington's going to be able to hold them. And I think that this incredibly terrible Cowboys defense will make Kyle Allen and Antonio Gibson look like Christian McCaffrey <laughs> and Kyle Allen. So Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Ross, what's your take? I hate this game, dude. This is another yeah. suck bowl. Cowboys Same. suck. The, I'm going to call them the skins, man. The skins suck. Who the hell is their quarterback? Kyle Allen. Then they switch to Alex Smith. And then Dwayne Haskins, like, comes in for – who Who know? You can't have a good team with three mediocre quarterbacks. I love Alex Smith's comeback story. Everybody loves a good comeback. Good for him, man. He's playing, but he's throwing the ball two yards to the running back every play. I mean – I hate this game. I don't even like the 
total. It's probably going to go under because even if the Cowboys defense is terrible, who the hell is going to score on Washington? I mean, Terry McLaren is probably their best option, but he has to get the football to score. Obviously Cowboys are two and four. Washington's one and five over unders 45 started at 49 bet all the way down to 45. Now suck bowl. I'm fun. I don't want anything to do with this game. If you put a gun to my head, I'd probably say take the boys just because I have more faith in Andy Dalton than some no name quarterback. I'm out. I think I'm going to regret doing this, but I'm taking the Cowboys in this one to pick them. Oh just for the God. fact that it, it, uh, Washington right now, 100, they give up 130 rushing yards a game. I think even with Zach Martin out, Zeke's going to look for a comeback game, and I think he's going to have over 100 yards rushing. It's going to ha- it's going to open up the passing game for Dalton a little bit. Even though Washington does give up only 207 passing yards a game, I mean, they do give up a lot of points, 27 points a game. And uh, even though that this Dallas defense is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. Yeah, in the past still, 10 years probably. Yeah. Like like you were saying, Ross, they don't have a quarterback. Kyle Allen can't Allen's win without a quarterback. Yeah. Nope. So I, I think the Dallas pulls out a close one in this one. I think it's going to be a two, three-point game. But – I do like Dallas in a pick them here. It has moved. Uh, they actually were three point favorites here coming into it. it went down all the way down to pick them. Now it moved mm-hmm. up here. This uh, I think it was this morning or yesterday. They're at back up to one point one. favorites. Yeah, but at Bavada it's negative one oh five, so it's barely, barely at one. Um, yeah, Adam, like you said. <laughs> It's just a suck bowl. I mean, everybody came into the season with high hopes on the boys. I mean, Dak was having a great season until his ankle got pretty much torn off his body. I don't know. They're in Drew, kind of a must-win situation here in the NFC they have East, to, though. Yeah. If they lose this game, I, I mean, it, it puts them in a bad position mm-hmm. with the Eagles Pro- kind of <clears throat> in the front seat of that division. Then, so so Probably I just have a qu- I just have a quick question for Ross and Adam specifically, since they're so since they really don't feel good about this Washington football team. If Andy Dalton doesn't have the offensive line that he needs, then what I saw last week against Arizona was they rushed him all game and they only, he threw two interceptions. I feel like, and he can't move out of the pocket. I expect Chase Young and Montez Sweat to have a huge impact on this game. And I, I know Kyle Allen is not good, but against bad defenses, he is good. So it's been proven in the last year. So I could punt. I could really see the punt, Washington punt, football punt. team win this game. Hey, they could. That's why we call it the suck bowl. You never know what's <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> That's why I don't want anything to do with it. Moving on to another potential suck bowl. We have the Atlanta Falcons, two and a half whoa, whoa, home whoa. favorites versus the Detroit Lions. But the Falcons are still an opponent to be feared offensively, as we saw last week as they stomped the Vikings for their first one of the season. Lions, on the other hand, coming off a blowout win versus the Jags last week. Falcons are terrible when it comes to defending the pass. They were able to luck out against the Vikings last week because of Kirk Cousins. He's absolutely terrible, and I'm on with Nick's train on that. Kirk Cousins <laughs> is terrible. Stafford is a much better passer than Cousins, especially when he has his entire receiving corps at his disposal. Stafford was missing his top weapon, Kenny Galladay. They are now 2-1 and one with Galladay on the field with the sole loss coming to a good Saints team. I'm punting this game as Julio Jones is officially listed as – playing Sunday after missing practice Wednesday with the hamstring injury. 
And Lions defensive back Desmond Trufant is officially out. And I don't know who's going to stop Julio. I'm punting this game. Two unreliable defenses. Adam, do you have anything on this game in terms of money percentage-wise? I'm just interested. About even, even all the way through. I mean, 54, it yep. looks like 54 public on Atlanta, 54 of the money's on Atlanta okay. right now. So, but Sounds honestly, about right. I, I mean, honestly, spread going, money, spread money. Yeah. Going back to your point, Drew, I, nothing about this game really interests me. Just, yeah. I mean, two, two, two terrible teams. I mean, Atlanta comes off a pretty, pretty good win against a pretty awful uh, Vikings team. No, you guys will like that. Uh, I but I agree a hundred percent. Detroit suck. Detroit's also <laughs> just a terrible team too, and I it just I, I'm going to punt this game just because I don't really, I don't really know how to, I don't know how to decipher the game. They're two unpredictable teams. They show up one week and then one week they just lay an egg, just like Arizona this week. I I can't can't think about them either because they can't put together two consistent games, just like these two teams. Yeah, I'm with you, Adam. I think these two teams are way, way too inconsistent. I, I can't possibly find a winner because, I mean, like you said, they're different each week. Honestly, they're different each quarter. So, I mean, it's just kind of – I have no idea who's going to win this game, so I'm just going to stay as far away as possible from this game for me. I absolutely love this game. I love oh the Falcons. I'm on Falcons, negative two and a half. <laughs> Raheem's got these boys playing hard. They put a 40 on a Mike Zimmer defense. It's not easy to do. I don't care how bad the cornerbacks are. 40 points, that's tough. That's 10 points a quarter in the NFL. That is a lot. You know, I look at Detroit. I bet them early in the season against uh, – the Saints and the Packers where they had double digit leads and then they absolutely got shit stomped. Um, I just hate Detroit. I don't know what it is. Matt Patricia just can't coach. I don't hate it actually. They've beaten Arizona away. Good win. Actually good win. And they beat uh, the Jags away. That's, I mean, they should win that game. They've lost to the bears, Packers and Saints. Um, Lost to the Packers by three touchdowns, Chicago by four, Saints by six. They should have won two of those games, but guess what? They didn't. Falcons under new coaching. They're fired up. They look, like I said, they look great. Matt Ryan looked like Matt Ryan last weekend. He's got the weapons. Todd Gurley's actually running the ball very well right now. He's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. He has five touchdowns. They're uh, back up hill. Averaging 4.6 yards a carry. Um, on the other end, Adrian Peterson, former Vike, is actually 4.1 yards a carry. But the backup Swifts, they're averaging six. So I don't know why Adrian's getting all the carries. I'm just fine um, with that. And carry on, fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, and carry on Johnson, the guy who I drafted on a team, is only averaging 3.1. Um, Stafford's actually run the ball 15 times, which is very unusual for him. He's more of a pocket passer. He's old now. Um, so I just, I honestly, I'm on the Falcons. I know I'm going to regret this bet about, uh, halfway through the second quarter when they're down probably 21 <laughs> to three. Uh, but for right now I'm going with them. They're, they're hot right now. Right. them while they're hot. I couldn't, uh, 
I guess and it's a football it. pick. It's a football pick at the pick them here. We got two and a half. I'm going to lay the two. Only got to win by a field goal. That's football football money right there. Let's go ahead and move on to the New Orleans Saints hosting the Carolina Panthers. Saints are seven and a half point home favorites. These division rivals face off in their first meeting of the season. Saints are coming off their bye week while the Panthers head into the week coming off a home loss to the Chicago Bears. Saints have dominated this matchup in recent memory. They've won seven of their last nine meetings. Breeze will be without his number one wide receiver, Michael Thomas, again. And number two. And number two. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders just got ruled out today. I'm punting this. Ross, what do you think on this game? I love the seven and a half that I get on your uh, sheet that you handed me. I'm probably going to have to lay the seven on the game. But seven and a half, another football play. Uh, Big Dick Teddy is a god against the spread, as you said last week on the pod. Add another L to that, but he's going to get it back this week. Seven is a lot in the divisional game. Saints don't have any fans in the Superdome. You know, Breeze just doesn't – he's just not doing it for me this year. I know he's got a great passer rating, and he's completing 71% of his passes, but a lot of them – they're just they're all they're close to interceptions it's not the same drew breeze obviously as it was five years ago um teddy's actually completing more yards per attempt doesn't have the touchdown to interception ratio he's right at 71 percent too um honestly if i'm going to say anything i'm prop betting kamara on receiving because he's going to get a shitload of receptions and probably cook to be honest with you um so receptions, I would say that Kamara and Cook are going to be your best in the props. But, yeah, I love the seven and a half. Yeah, um, I, I'm with Yeah, I really like the seven and a half, but I'm going to have to punt this game just, just for the fact that it's the Saints. And there was a stat, obviously, in October before. I believe it was this previous week that the Saints had since 2015 – covered the spread in every single one of their games in October. Um, So it's still October. Even though it didn't hit last week, I still think the Saints could do that minus seven and a half, but I like the Panthers and Teddy two gloves with seven and a half points. So personally for me, I just couldn't find a pick. So I'm just going to have to punt this game for me. I'm going to kind of agree with you on this. If if I if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd have to take Carolina in this one just because I, I agree with you, Ross, that it's a little too much for a divisional game like that. And like you said, Breeze hasn't looked that that well uh, playing against. Uh, he's playing against a pretty good defense this week, uh, giving up 218 passing yards a game. Um, and like you said, Thomas and Sanders are out right now. I do like Kamara, the over and receiving yep. yards. Love yep. that. Um, right now, 54% of the public right now is on Carolina. 80% of the money is on Carolina as well. So that kind of, that kind of veers me a little bit away from this game. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm it's not one of my picks, but I I would still lean Carolina in this one, just for the fact that breeze has not played well this year. He looks, he looks weak. When is it? it yeah, you kind of no- saw it last year. You kind of saw it last year a little bit, but you're just like, oh, maybe he's hurt. He, he he's just gonna come back after four or five months and just be the same same Drew Brees. But he's lost a lot of luster on his throw the past couple of years. 
Yeah, there's really nothing there. It doesn't seem like he can throw further than honestly 25, 30 yards. So it's kind it's of more than I can throw. I, I love Drew Brees, but <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a, a Hall of Famer easily. But yeah, on to Drew. What do you think? I'm punting this game. I I don't want anything to do with this. Marshawn Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins are back defensively for the Saints. Having Jenkins back could be huge against Carolina's talented receivers, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who have been doing very well this season. Um, I, I'm punting this game. Uh, let's move on to the New York Jets hosting the <laughs> Bills. Bills open the season. 4-0, 3-1 against the spread before losing back-to-back games by double digits to the Tennessee Titans and Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills here have a golden opportunity to snap their losing streak against the winless New York Jets on the road Sunday. How Adam Gase has a job is anyone's guess. It's unclear if Sam Darnold will be out again, but honestly, I don't think it really even matters at this point with this Jets team. Uh, very high number here. Adam, do you like this game favoring the Bills at 13? Hate it. Too many points, and Sam Darnold's back this week. And, it, you know, Jets right now are 0-6 against the spread this year, but it, I, I think this is just one of those games where you just got to punt it. And uh, right now 66% of the public's on Buffalo, about even money on the spread. So um, it's actually gone down to 10.5 since that news that Darnold's starting. So yep. um, I still hate it at 10.5. Too many points for me. Um yeah, I'm punting this game. Yeah, I am. Uh, I couldn't disagree anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> I um, <laughs> I fucking love the Bills at minus thirteen. They the Jets are without a doubt the worst football team I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they get rolled by Miami by twenty four. I don't think they've had a loss less than I think it was the Broncos game was the closest, and that was thirty seven to twenty eight. And that was Brett Rippon who threw three interceptions. I mean, I expect Josh Allen, this Bills team, to come back and absolutely have a fire lit under them. Um, I just, I wouldn't, I would just be not surprised to see the Bills put up forty points and win by at least twenty to thirty. So I'm going to take the minus thirteen. Uh, I just think it's the lock of the week. I, I, I felt like I should have taken Miami last week and. I really regret it, so I'm going to take the Bills minus 13 against the Jets because I truly believe the Jets are that bad. I do not I, hate it. I hate Very the well Jets. might be right. <laughs> I fucking took them last week. They screwed me over. They're so bad. They're they're on. They are they are maybe like you said the worst team we've ever seen. Um, Adam Gase, like you said. Amazing. He must have like a sex tape on the owner or something because that guy should not have a job. I'm punting. I don't like it. Might as well move on. This game sucks. Yeah, Yeah, I'm punting. Yes. Let's move on to the Houston Texans hosting the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Following a humbling 38 to 10 loss last week against Tampa Bay, the Packers looking to rebound with a win over the struggling Texans. Green Bay has actually covered its last 10 games following an, an against the spread loss. While on the Houston side, you have the Texans who are catching points at home and things tend don't, they don't go very well for Houston as it's lost nine of its last 11 games as a home underdog. So they're due. Each of the last five mm-hmm. losses have come with double digits. Um, Rosal, let's, let's hear what your thoughts are on this game. You like the Texans no. here? So, okay. So I have five 
of my picks that I'm rolling with, and I have two like backup picks. Texans are one of my backup picks. But here's the deal. I had them last week. They couldn't. They went to overtime, eventually lost it. Um, I don't love it. I like it's a football play three in the hook again, like we talked about earlier. I just – depends on Sunday morning how I feel if I'm actually going to play this. I do I do love Rodgers as a quarterback, so it's tough for me to bet against them. But uh, I'm going to have to punt this as an official five pick. I'm out on it. Yeah, I'm I'm punting this game. I uh, I just I, I really love the Packers last week. And, I know, and I mean they're going back on the road to Houston. Deshaun Watson and this new invented Houston team is a little scary for me with three and a half points. So I just I don't trust it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is fantastic, and I I do believe that the Packers could easily be my, could get that minus three and a half. And this is that swaying back and forth that has, well, they could win by three scores. I honestly think, but you just don't know. Exactly. That's why I just have to punt this game. I'm disagreeing with you guys on this one. I think that Roger's going to come out hot yes. in this one. Yes, I'm, giving Adam. You, I'm giving you a couple stats here. Rogers and the Packers <laughs> five straight games. They have covered the spread in games after losses. Four and one against the spread this year, one five against the spread this year for Houston. Aaron Jones is right now questionable. I I saw that he was uh he didn't he didn't practice this week, but um they're coming into a team that gives up 177 rushing yards a game. That will the Williams, the backup for for them and uh AJ Dillon, I think they can more than handle the load on this one. It kind of scares me a little bit that 68% of the public and over oh, I think most of, most of the money's on yeah. Green Bay, but Vegas needs Texas. I or absolutely the Texans. love Green Bay in this so game. bad. <laughs> exactly. So Vegas gets what Vegas needs, baby. And that's why Texans three in the hook. It's yeah, too obvious. It's but too I hate obvious. when Vegas wins. I hate when Vegas wins. I hope the pack blow them out. It's too um, obvious. You think the pack are going to run in there, win by fucking 30, and then Texans are going to squeak out a win with a late minute field goal. And Vegas 90, can't win them all. 97% of you are going to go home <laughs> laughing and crying. And Vegas is just going to build another casino. That's how it I, works. I think this time. Green Bay team, I think they're coming off a, a loss. I think they're going to be unstoppable. Packers are 5 if, all straight up against the spread in, the, in their last five following a straight-up loss. Give me the Packers, three and a half. I think Rodgers. What if, what, if Tampa, what if Tampa figured the blueprint out on how to beat the Packers? That's you know Tampa. that their their offensive line kind of they had, but, they just uh, played awful last week, but I I think that yeah, and their it, left tackle is out, right? He's hurt. Uh, right, David well, they, he is doubtful. So, they he are so out. deep at that offensive yeah. line with Billy Turner. Billy Turner, they can oh throw around God. anywhere on that offensive line as well as not, that, uh, not left uh, tackle Wagner. Wagner for them, he's a guard that they can throw out a tackle as well. So. Uh, they they got a lot of versatile. They got a ver- lot of versatile linemen there, so I, I have no doubt they're gonna figure it out. Outside linebackers questionable. Preston Smith, Bobby Tunyon questionable. Something that Boy, I heard this week while I was game. doing my shows 
was that the Packers, it wasn't Aaron Rodgers that was confused. It was the offensive line that, for the Packers that was confused. I was having trouble reading what the defense was giving them with packages. So that's a little concerning. I mean, why doesn't Houston just do the same thing? Why don't they just mix up their packages and bring They don't have as much talent. Yeah, but they they're great have, they against the They don't have the, the linebacker pass. talent that <laughs> They've Tampa got Bay good has. talent. They've got some guys that can play. Yeah, up front. I mean, up front. <laughs> they got some dudes. Front their front forward is pretty good, but their linebackers aren't. I would talented. I would say it's the opposite. I'd say their front four is not very good. They're getting pushed back on run defense. They're great against the pass. The pass. That, that's what I was talking about, the passing defense there. Yep. Mm, yeah. But so yeah. so was uh see that's where I think the Packers can win. If they start running, 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 yep. hit a couple play actions, then then they might be in trouble. Rodgers is going to cook. I'm taking Packers three and a half here. Let's go ahead and move on to the Tennessee Titans hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Titans, one-point favorite. It's a battle of the two NFL's three unbeaten teams. We'll take the field Sunday in Nashville. Uh, both teams have scored at least 38 points in each of their last two games and have combined seven and three to the over this season. The Steeler defense is a big reason why they have thrived on the road, covering six of their last seven games versus teams with winning records. But Steelers will be without linebacker Devin Bush. And on the defensive side, you have a team who has given up 30 points in three of their last four games with Tennessee. Adam, where's the percentage of the money on this game? Because I actually really like this game. This is a playoff game right here. I, I'm gonna I am gonna really enjoy this game. I'm punting it, but right now 55% of the public's on Pittsburgh, but almost all the all the percentage of the money's on Tennessee right now, almost mm-hmm. 90% right now. So I'm punting this game just for the fact that Taylor Luan is also out yep. here. He tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Devin Bush was a huge part of the Pittsburgh defense this year. Um, like you said, it it it's it's gonna be a hell of a game to watch. Tennessee I think both teams are going to want to run the ball, even though Pittsburgh's a great de- rushing defense, one of the best te- rushing defenses this year um, in the league. And Tennessee, one of the worst ones, giving up 137 rushing yards. But obviously with the talent that Tennessee has, they're going to try to run the ball first first and foremost with Derrick Henry. So um, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this game, but I'm going to have to punt this game just for the fact that – like you said, they, they Tennessee's given up 30 points a game here, but Tennessee has been a hot team as well. And I, I've bet against them every single year or every almost every single game this year, um, picking them. And I, it's it's gone against me every single time. So and I lean the Pittsburgh Steelers this week if I had to, if I had to choose. So I'm punting it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there, Adam, on uh kind of leaning more towards the Steelers because of the Taylor the one news is yep. really tough, but Derrick Henry is such a monster that he kind of just, I can't figure this game out. Steelers right now have the best defense in the league. Um, just on rankings. If you just look at the overall stats, they're just the best in everything. Um, so I think obviously there's going to be problems for that Tennessee Titans offense. Uh, Derrick Henry for the most part is unstoppable though. So it's kind of the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Um, and so I'm curious to see what – I'm just excited to watch this game more than anything. I'm going to have to punt it, though, because I just really can't seem to figure out who who has the real edge in this game. So. 
I'll throw a stat out at you. Steelers are giving up 66.2 yards a game for rushing. 66. 66. I'd say that's pretty good. That's 15 yards. It's going to be a fun matchup. The running backs they face too have been terrible. So. I just what, is the, what is the prop for uh, Derrick Henry and over-under in rushing yards this week? Anybody look I mean, at that? I mean, Nick, they face the Browns. So, Kareem Hunt. Eagles, Miles Saunders. He's pretty good. And then the other three are trash. Yeah, but Miles Sanders and Kareem Hunt are not Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's a 6'3", 245-pound tractor seat. You just can't stop him. <laughs> you can't stop him. Yeah, I, I can't take this game. I just don't know how vulnerable this Pittsburgh run defense is going to be without Devin Bush. So I'm, I'm punting this game. Tennessee, 7-3 against the spread in its last 10 games as a home dog. I love I love Steelers plus one. Give All me right. Steelers and the points. I'll take money line. It don't matter. Steelers are going to come in here. Tannehill without. You got, you're talking T.J. Watt potential defensive player of the year going against a backup left tackle. Tannehill's going to get his shit rocked all game. Give me Steelers in the points. Steelers money line. Over under, I don't have a I don't have a pick, but Steelers, 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 especially with 89% of the money on Tennessee. Bet with the house cuz the house always wins. James Conner over 63 and a half rushing yards. I like that prop today or Sunday. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Not not at all. Let's go ahead and move Tennessee on to giving up. Tennessee giving up 137 rushing yards a game. Yep. So they're they're vulnerable as well. Let's go ahead and move on to our Sunday afternoon games. We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals hosting division rival, the Seattle Seahawks. Cardinals are three and a half point home dogs. Um, and the NFC West, honestly, I, I like this division still, Nick. I really do. Mm-hmm. Besides the Rams showing on, what was it? Sunday night that it kind of shied me away from the Rams a little bit, but sneak peek, uh, I am taking them this week. Um, <laughs> Seattle's coming off a bye, off a bye. They're five and zero straight up four and one against the spread Cardinals. On the other hand, coming off a blowout win versus Dallas moved to four and two on the season. I think. With Seattle coming off a bye, they have a huge advantage with the Cardinals coming off a short week on Monday. DK Metcalf, he was able to he was able to beat Stefan Gilmore with the Patriots. Patrick Peterson is no match for DK and Russell. Let Russell cook. Nick, please tell me you're taking this game. Oh, put some respect on I am piece, actually man. gonna punt this game. Unfortunately. Uh I love I love the Seahawks to win. I just don't know if they can cover that three and a half points in Arizona. I think the only thing I worry about is that Cardinals is the Seahawks defense is similar to the Cowboys where the secondary (laughs) is just awful. And the entire defense actually, in fact, is just awful. So I could see the Cardinals putting up quite a few points in this game. I could see this being a definite shootout. I like the over in this game, whatever the points are at, um, but I just don't know if Seattle can totally cover that three and a half. And I don't trust Arizona against Russell Wilson. So for me personally, I'm going to have to punt this game. Unfortunately, I feel. Seattle giving up 370 yards a game on passing worse than the NFL by over 35 yards. I'm taking cards in the points. I love a home dog. Seattle isn't going to win them all. Let's be honest. 
Russell Wilson has to play like Superman every game to win. They should have lost the Vikings. We all know that. They probably could have lost the Cowboys. That Obviously, they didn't. But they should have lost to the Vikings. You can't get six inches. You don't deserve to win on Minnesota's side. But, yeah, give me cards and the points. Kyler Murray, he's going to be running around like Flash. He's going to be able to throw it. He's got Nuke. He's got Larry Fitzgerald. He's got a running back that can catch it out of the backfield. Home dogs. I don't really – I I do not trust – Arizona in this one I I like I said I they put together two good games here against the Jets and the Cowboys but I those two bad games against Carolina and Detroit I just I still can't get away from them and like like Drew Same. said they're pretty dang good off of by Seattle is so um 61% of the public right now is on Seattle and all the bunnies <clears throat> on Seattle as well so I'm punting this game, but I, I, I did like Seattle, but I'm punting it just for the fact that I can't trust Arizona. And I, and once I saw that Seattle has given up 370 rushing yards or 370 Pass. passing yards a game, it, that was an insane stat to see because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize they gave up those that many passing yards a game. I mean, it's they're known for their great defense, their great secondary, the Legion of Boom. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Okay, so I'm looking at their record here. Should have lost to the Vikings. We can all agree on that. Vikings kick a field goal there, game's over. They should have lost to the Patriots. All you got to do is fake run with Cam, throw that little pass over the top. So they should be 3-2. and Ross, I'm hearing a lot of should have, would have, could have. Hey, I'm saying not, they not get lucky. Actually no, they don't. They, they just get have lucky. Russell Wilson. No, Russell Wilson's that difference, man. That's so the they reason only the have Wilson. That. They only have Wilson. Vikings have a decent secondary. It's not even close. Um, and they beat the Cowboys by. So if we're going, Arizona beat the Cowboys 38-10 without Dak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. But they both put up the same amount of points on the defense. I think it's going to be close. They're going to be fired up. Division rival, close game at home. Home dogs, angry dogs, bark the loudest, run the fastest. Ross, one thing I know about the NFC West, the Rams own the Seahawks, but the Seahawks own the Cardinals. So just letting you know that the Seahawks historically have owned the Cardinals. Hey, that doesn't matter. Kyler Murray's only been quarterback for two years. Seattle's on the road. Road team in this matchup has won nine of the past 10 meetings, excluding a 2016 tie. Let's go ahead and move on to the New England Patriots hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Patriots, two-point home favorites. New England Patriots are hosting former quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. They're trying to bounce back as small home favorites after losing as big home favorites last week against Denver. Quarterback Cam Newton back in the lineup. Patriots fall 18 to 12 versus the Broncos. Patriots were down four offensive linemen in that game. Keep that in mind. They couldn't block at all. They're limited just to 12 points. Personally, I'm picking the Patriots here at minus two. Comeback game for Bill Belichick and Cam Newton. Since the start of 2003, Belichick against the spread 41 and 16 after an outright loss. 41 and 16. Give me the yeah, Patriots here off a loss. Nick, I believe you like the Patriots here as well. I do like the Patriots as well, but this is more of a field game for me. I think uh, 
Jimmy Garoppolo was in New England for a long time, so I think Bill Belichick knows his tendencies. And when Bill Belichick knows anything about you, he can exploit you to the max. Uh, I think, and he has something up his sleeve for the run game. There's no doubt about it. I do believe the Niners, they do have a top five defense. They do have a lot of guys coming back there without Sherman, uh, D Ford, and obviously Nick Bosa. So they will be down a few guys still on defense, but they've been a top five defense still all season. I just, I just love the Patriots coming minus two off that loss. You know, Bill got them fired up. Cam Newton is sorry for that loss as well. Um, he knows he needs to do better, and I think he will. He's coming off of COVID. That's never an easy thing. So I expect a completely different Cam Newton, a completely different Patriots team. Football uh, number two. Absolutely. So give me the Patriots minus two. I 100% agree with you on that one. I, I, Going back to your same point there that Garoppolo was there for a few years, so – Belichick knows exactly what his tendencies are and Belichick is so good at that. And I don't see that the Patriots going to fall down or they're falling down to two and four. I don't think that's, I I saw a stat. I can't remember, but I think it was been over 15 years since they started two and four. And I just don't think there's, there's any way in hell Belichick's going to let that happen. So give me new England minus two. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Did, did Cam play last week? Cam played last week, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Time to put the dun chain on the Patriots, boys. It's over. You can't beat the Broncos at home. You suck. I'm not betting this game, but I'd be weary. I think Belichick needs Tom. Cam Newton's a different animal. He's He had one good season. I'm, I'm not sold. I think they'll probably win. But I thought the Rams would beat the 49ers last week, too, and that didn't happen. So I'm punting. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, though. One thing about that Rams 49ers game, the Rams were a third and seven away from getting the ball back with two minutes. And their, their offense was starting to roll there in the fourth quarter. Jared Goff has been one of the best quarterbacks, at least when it comes to QBR, in the fourth quarter. So you could maybe expect the Rams could have came back and won that game, but... The run game for the 49ers, again, is fantastic, but I just think Bill Belichick has something up his sleeve. I think hey, so Nick, I'm here. Nick, I'm hearing a lot of woulda, shoulda, couldas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the Denver Broncos hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City laying nine and a half points on the road. Kansas City is a perfect 5-0 and straight up and against the spread in their last five road games versus Denver and are 9-0 and and 8-1 and against the spread in their last nine games overall against the Broncos. Chiefs will try to earn another win on the Broncos on Sunday. Chiefs will be down two starting offensive linemen. We saw what happened to the Patriots under similar conditions last week. Broncos could end up putting heavy heat on Patrick Mahomes. Boys, this is another big spread game. I hate laying big points here on the road. I am punting. Adam, do you like the Chiefs here? Are you laying the points? I'm punting as well, just for the fact that you'd like your going back to your point there. Two offensive linemen for the Chiefs are out this week, and and Denver got after Cam Newton pretty well last week. Going back to our last segment on the Patriots, so um, yeah, I'm punting this game just for the the simple fact that I think Denver will get after Mahomes a little bit. They might be able to keep it within a. A touchdown but um it's just too many nine and a half is just way too many points for me i'm gonna punt 
Yeah, nine and a half is way too many for me as well, especially with a couple offensive linemen out. Um, I mean, playing in Denver is never easy. They look good against the Patriots, like you said. Yeah, I just don't trust the nine and a half, but I also could see Kansas City rolling them at the same time. So, yep. Yeah, I, I'm just going to stay away from this one for me. Forecast 18 degrees snow, nine miles per hour, over <laughs> under at 44.5. That implies that Denver has to score 18 points to get there. If anything, I'm betting the under. Uh, eight, that's a big football number. With that snow, can you pass? Who knows? But their running backs are great with Clyde Edwards-Elaire. They got Le'Veon. I think he might get a few touches this week. I hate the spread number, but if I'm going to play anything, it's the under here. I don't yeah, think Denver's going to score 18 points. Uh, even if they score 10, uh, that would mean the Chiefs have to score 34. I don't see that happening either. So I'm, I'd play the under, if anything. But it's a punt for me, Doug. With that snow in the forecast, though, uh, did Kansas City gives up 145 rushing yards a game. Third yeah. worst in the league. And it's 18 like. degrees, ain't Fuck it. That's cold. That's really cold. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> <I> mean, when <laughs> Mahomes ain't going to want to be out there slinging the rock. It's 18 degrees. You can't <laughs> even feel your own balls. So let's go ahead and move on to a warmer game. We have the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chargers, seven and a half point home favorites. Chargers, since Herbert has taken over the starting role in LA, Chargers are three and one against the spread, despite going 0 and 4 straight up over the over that stretch. Herbert will have his best chance yet to earn his first NFL win Sunday as the Chargers take the Jaguars on. L.A. is 7-1 straight up and 8-0 against the spread in his last eight games against Jacksonville. I like the Chargers here coming off a bye versus a weak Jacksonville team. Nick, I know you like this game as well. I do, and I like the Chargers minus 7.5 as well over the Jaguars. Let me give you one stat that really, really, really solidified this pick for me. I was not going to pick this game until I saw this stat. Chargers are 31-6 and six in, against point against the spread against AFC South team specifically. The Jaguars are terrible. They're 31-6 and six against the AFC South against the point spread. Give me the 7.5 points. The Chargers coming off the bye against this terrible Jaguars team. And at home, I, I couldn't love this anymore. That's tough, man. Seven and a half, one and four team playing a one and five team, two score game. I think Chargers win. Seven and a half is a lot. I'm punting. I hate this game. It's another suck bowl. I like Herbert, but he hasn't won a game. Suck, suck, suck. <laughs> Pass. I agree with you. It, it, it looks like about even perc- even percentage about on the public and the monies on uh this is not a football edge, number. Slight edge, to, slight edge to the Chargers here, but um, I do like the Chargers coming off a bye, and I think Gus Bradley's going to get his that defense back on track <laughs> against Gus uh, Jack- Jacksonville. Though is just an awful, awful defense here, or an awful defense, an awful team overall. Um, I like Chargers, but it, yeah, it's just a little too many points for me. Two score game or a two, or two touchdown. Um, I can't do it. I'm punting. Let's go ahead and move on to Sunday night football. We have the Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are coming off an impressive win 
over the Green Bay Packers, entering week seven, playing well as anyone on offense and defense. Uh, this past week, I was looking forward to seeing Mike Evans and Chris Godwin finally healthy, and we got that, but Brady didn't do anything, and the defense basically just took over. Brady was playing as a game manager that game. Unlike the Packers, the Raiders don't have anyone resembling Jair Alexander to completely erase Mike Evans. Brady should thrive, especially considering the Raiders have been blitzing all season more than anyone in the league. Brady, like all great passing quarterbacks, is excellent versus the blitz. Give me the bucks here, and I know, Nick, you agree with me here too. I actually do not agree. I'm going to be taking the Raiders at really? plus four. Yep, and let me Crazy. explain. Let's hear let it. me explain. Let me explain. I understand Tampa Bay Brady Nears had a great game last week against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, but now they've got to travel all the way to the West Coast. They've got to come to L.A., and now they came from – such an energized game. I mean, you know how badly hey. Tom Brady wanted that game against the Packers. Um, I love the Raiders to come in and just kind of spoil. I like this. I like for them to actually win. I am a big money line guy in this game as well. Um, Derek Carr and the Raiders are much better at home than they have been on the road. And for them, and they just came off a win at Kansas City, and then a bye, and now they're going up against Tampa Bay. They've had two weeks to prepare. Tampa Bay has only had one week to prepare for this game. They were more focused on the Packers. I think they're overlooking this Raiders team. Give me the Raiders plus four. I would just like to say this. You are crazy. (laughs) Four offensive linemen that are out on the COVID. No way would I touch the Raiders without four offensive linemen. You saw what Tampa Bay did the last week to Aaron Rodgers. If there are four offensive linemen out, and potentially five, because I have listed here five offensive linemen and Jonathan Abrams, the starting safety, are all on the COVID list. If they don't play, this is this is a 10, 15, this may be a 20-point blowout because Derek Carr is going to get his ass beat into the dirt. It's not even going to be close. And I do agree that Tampa maybe played up a little bit to the competition last week. But without an offensive line, this is like varsity football against JV football. And you got Dominican Sue on that defensive line. And he's going to be kicking, an punching, stomping. Whatever he's got to do to win the games, we all know uh, he'll he's going to be. He's, he's going to be lacking focus. He's going to not. No care. way. No, that's he's, Aaron Rodgers. There's there's no huge way. history there. The history with those two is. Football. I would lay ten points with a backup offensive line. You win with your line, because this, if Derek Carr does not have any time, Rugs can't get deep, and he's going to be at the dumping, ducking, diving. Anything he can do to get out of Sue's way. And I will have to correct you, Drew. It did get moved to Sunday afternoon because of the COVID. No way. So didn't, they, didn't they say, though, that these some of these linemen might be able to come back before Sunday if they get a they might. negative test? So that's I, what I'm saying. So nobody that, really knows yet. That's why I agree with I, I'm going to punt this game just for the fa- for now, just for the fact that I don't know what's happening with those yep. offensive linemen. I I actually do like Las Vegas in this game plus four if those line that he can get at least half of those linemen back. But 
Um, yeah, Ross's point there. I think Tampa Bay looked really good again <laughs> against Rodgers last week with that passing defense. And um, with 63% of Tampa Bay public money on them, 77% of the money right now on Tampa they Bay. They don't even have them up right now. They're not even – the line's down I've, right now. I've seen, well, I've, I'm, I'm still looking on action right now. They got yeah. some percentages on there, but probably yeah, but just you can't bet on bets. it right now on lines. No, I will right, say this. Yeah. Strip clubs in Vegas are still open. If uh, if Gronk, if they show up early and Gronk's there, I'm taking the under <laughs> on his yards because he's not going to be focused. He's going to the Sapphire. <laughs> he's buying a he had couple a great bottles. Game last week. He, he uh, did at home. At home. The old yeah. girl's keeping him in check. He's going to Vegas. The Sapphire is going to be a number one on the list. He doesn't give a shit about the $300 cover charge. He's getting in. He's buying bottles. He's Gronk, man. You can't you can't stop the Gronkosaurus Rex. Let's go ahead and move on to Monday night game. We have Nick's Los Angeles Rams hosting the Chicago Bears. Rams are six point home favorites. Nick Foles continues to win for the Bears, who are somehow five and one. They're number two in the NFC, which is wild to think about. Foles, however, has his work cut out for him this week. Allen Robinson is matched up with Jalen Ramsey. Might be difficult for Foles to generate much offense. Aaron Donald is back. He's going to get after it. I I think this is a get-right game for L.A. They got beat up on Sunday Night Football last week versus the Niners. We have the Bears coming in, and I think this is finally where we can officially say they're frauds. Adam, where's the percentage of the money on this? As It looks like the public's all over the Bears. You know, right now, 57% of the public right now is on Chicago, but 60% of the money is on L.A. on this one. I actually... I'm going to go against the money on this. I, I love Chicago in this one. I, I mm-hmm. guess um, I I didn't like them last week. I thought they were a fraud team, but I against uh, L.A., I bet on L.A. last week, and they were a huge <laughs> disappointment against San Francisco. Just yes. embarrassing there. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this is going to be two great defensive, defensive games, both defenses coming in um, pretty stout. I mean, they're pretty similar, I guess. I, I came – put up these stats la is to give up 209 passing def or passing yards 109 rushing yards versus the chicago bears at 224 passing yards 113 rushing yards so that's two pretty similar defenses there i like the under 45 and i like chicago in this one just because i think i i imagine a 20 to 17 game just like just like most of these games have been ending up for the Mm -hmm. the bears I have to agree with you on that. Right now, Vegas has uh, the Rams scoring 25 and a half points. Honestly, I think that's high. Whoever can get the 24 wins a game. Uh, I see 24, 21, 24, 17. I like the under in this one. I do like the Bears. Uh, Plus six. I think it's just going to be a defensive dogfight here. The Rams are struggling to get some shit moving. I just I feel like it's going to be close. When it's close, it favors the big dog. Six points is a lot. You know, I mean, you even miss a field goal, the Bears could push on that plus six or uh, extra point. Excuse me, Bears could p- push on that plus six. Um, I do tend to lean Bears. I'm punting. I am taking Bucks plus uh, minus four as an minus official four. pick. I didn't say that last time. Yep, minus four. Yeah, I'm gonna punt on this game. I uh, as much as I, I was just I was a little I was very disappointed with the Rams 
effort last week. Um, I thought the 49ers brought it all game and I thought the Rams lacked it. Um, I don't, I expect McVay to turn that around. I expect the Rams to have a little bit more enthusiasm, a little bit more edge to them on Monday night um, against the bears, especially. But one thing that worries me for the Rams and Jared Goff is Khalil Mack has always had his number. I mean, <laughs> every time I feel like Jared Goff plays the Bears, he looks like a deer in headlights. He just constantly is afraid out there. He doesn't want to – it just it looks like Khalil Mack's completely in his head. That whole Bears defense is, keeps him out of whack. Uh, I, I'm i all over the in this game. If I had to lean, I had to lean Bears plus six. As a money line, who's going to win the game? I couldn't tell you. I – it's it's weird that the Rams are minus two hundred for their money line. I don't really understand that. I think the Bears are the better team. I think their defense is better, and I think the Rams in the past have also not played well against the Bears. And I think this is a big game to prove whether the Rams or Bears are frauds or not. Yeah, honestly, I, I like the Rams here due to the fact Chicago one and five against the spread in its last six games after a win, after after a win and covering the spread. Monday night favorites also 19 and four, 19 and four straight up. I think the Rams are going to be in this game all game. I, I don't see the, I don't see Nick Foles doing anything here. He has yet to show me anything offensively. The Baylor could get the ball moving against the Panthers. I thought I, I'm taking the Rams here. Let's go ahead and give out our top That's picks that, for the though. week. I like oh, it. What's that? <laughs> I like it true. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Uh, let's go ahead and give out our top fives of the week. We had Andy being the one and only last week with a winning record as he went four and one. His peaks, his picks this week will also be posted on our Twitter page at Picks and Punts. Adam, Nick, and myself all tied last week going two and three, but we're looking for a bounce back week here, boys. Ross, I want to start with you as our new guest on the pod to give your top picks this week, and then we can go Adam, myself, and then Nick. I want to save the best for last. Ross, let's hear your picks. <laughs> Hi right, boys. Like I said earlier, I got Falcons minus two and a half. It's down to negative two. I love that line. Matt Ryan's going to put up a lot of points. We always know that. So the defense can stop it. Panthers plus seven and a half. That's strictly a football play. Saints are down top two wide receivers. Breeze, noodle arm. Um, Teddy two gloves, Teddy big dick, whatever you want to call him. Uh, He's going to cover. He always covers. He's like 60% winner on the covers. Hey, you heard it. Good good teams win. Great teams cover. Teddy's just, he always plays for a great team. Steelers plus one. Taylor Wan out at left tackle. TJ Watt, potential defensive player of the year, is going to feast. He might break Tannehill's leg, let's be honest. Okay. Next, Cardinals plus three and a half. Home dogs. Bark the loudest, run the fastest, okay? Three in the hook. That's a football move right there. There's a football play. Seattle couldn't cover water if they fell off a boat. All right. Kyler Murray's going to be throwing it up. He's got Larry Fitzgerald. He's got arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL at Hopkins. I would play Hopkins prop over probably any time touchdown catch the wide receivers for Cardinals. Pretty safe pick. I like Bucks minus four. Now, this depends on who's out for Oakland, okay? If we're talking whole offensive line, I will hammer. That is a max bet Bucks play. 
I usually go one unit because it seems like my big unit plays always lose. But if you can lock in bucks, if you have insider info on the Las Vegas Raiders, some of these guys aren't coming out of the COVID test right. No way you lose with a JV offensive line. They're second string for a reason. Okay, if they were any good, they'd be starters somewhere in the NFL. All right, and then if that doesn't work out, I have two on the fence picks, Bears plus six. That one, just a little bit of a gut play, six is a lot. I think Big Dick Nick always covers. He's a winner, all right? They're five and one. They're five and one for a reason, okay? The defense is good. Cleo Max is stud. And then I like Texans plus three and a half. They're going to cover eventually, okay? Sometime they're going to cover. Packers look vulnerable right now. Aaron Rodgers, I love Aaron Rodgers, okay? He's a great player. Probably one of the most underrated best quarterbacks and underrated because he never gets talked about as being the GOAT. It's always Brady because he's got six rings, whatever. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably even better. Aaron Rodgers would have probably eight rings if he played for the Patriots, okay? So I like the Texans, though. I like the Texans. Romeo Cornell, interim coach. Watson, they got to cover eventually. All right, I'm done, boys. Disagreeing on that, Green Bay is going to absolutely walk all over Houston in this game. I, I love <laughs> Just love like last Green week, Adam. Just like last week. Yep. Hey, let's double down. Let's they're, double they're down. Coming, hey, they're hey. coming back with a bounce back week. So, and my Green Bay minus three and a half. I like Dallas coming off a bounce back week as well for a pick up. Um, New England minus two. Coming off another ba- bounce back win against uh, Denver here, I think uh, I think Cam Newton's going to have a big game on the ground. That Damian Harris is going to have a big game on the ground too. Um, I have Chicago plus six. Like I said, I imagine that's going to be a twenty to seventeen game. I also love the under in that game, under forty five. And then I was bouncing back and forth for my final pick. I, I, I was leaning Carolina plus seven and a half, and then all that money was on Carolina. It kind of got me scared. So I'm going against the money on this one. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh plus one. I like I'm going to pick – I I, I I'm going to watch that game. It's Great the pick. game of the week. I love, watch, I love watching a good game. I may as well bet on it. I like Pittsburgh in this game. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and for my five picks, I'm going to take the Packers minus three and a half. Adam Rogers is going to cook this game. I'm taking the Patriots minus two mm-hmm. coach Belichick. Jimmy G's back in town. Belichick has his number. I'm taking the bucks minus three. Tom Brady is going to beat John Gruden at his own game. Seahawks minus three and a half at Arizona. Let Russ cook Chandler Jones. Also for the Cardinals blew out a bicep last week. He is out. There will be no pass rush for Russell. They will be throwing all day. And for my final pick, Rams minus six. Like I said, 19 and four, straight up Monday night football favorites. Rams are going to be in this game. I'm taking the Rams. Nick, let's hear it. Love that. Love that Rams pick. Love the confidence there. I don't I wish I had that much confidence in them right now. I'm going to take the Washington football team, pick them against the Cowboys. I think that Cowboys offensive line is depleted. Chase Young and Montez Sweat are going to have big days. Um, I think uh, Andy Dalton's going to be under a lot of – he's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, and I just – I like I like this Washington football team against the bad Cowboys defense. 
Uh, Buffalo Bills minus 13 against the Jets. Jets are just awful. Uh, I think Bills win by at least three to four touchdowns, just considering that they're coming off a couple losses. Uh, New England minus two. I just I just think Bill Belichick's got something up his sleeve. Cam Newton has a nice bounce back game. Uh, New England, I think, can handle the 49ers for sure. I did have the Raiders plus four, but like Ross said, there's maybe four offensive linemen out. So <laughs> I'm going to put in a little substitute pick similar to Adam. I'm going to take the Steelers as well. I, uh, I just think that they're the better team, unfortunately. I think that rushing defense giving up only 67 yards can stop Derrick Henry, unfortunately. It's uh, it's going to be tough, but I'm going to live live and die by the Steelers. And then Chargers minus 7.5 against the Jaguars, just for that stat that the Chargers are 31-6 and six in point spread against AFC South teams. I do so. love that stat. I really do. Well, boys, <laughs> I thought this was another good podcast as we had some great analysis done by some more elite football minds. Ross, thanks again for joining us, as I know you definitely will be on future episodes, correct? Absolutely. Sorry, I got the munchies here. <laughs> uh, listeners, thanks for tuning into the Picks and Punts podcast. Tune in every week as we release weekly episodes of our favorite NFL picks and go follow our Twitter page at Picks and Punts, where we will have all our picks posted and our accruing records. We will see you all next week and let's beat the bookie. Let's beat the book. <laughs> Moment of silence for the champions For those who make going hard a lifestyle Never wait for nothing, gotta get it right now I'm in the spotlight when they turn the lights down Only a champ swing the hardest in the 12th round I love the fourth quarter, I love the ninth inning I love game seven, bring on the competition Cause in my heart can't nobody do it better Can't slow me down, won't stop me, never I'm so cautious Tyson in his prime, you no league with I'm Barry Bones with mine I beat the buzzer, baby My stroke is holding one You see the checkered flag, finish line I come, and I ain't gotta brag I let the trophies do it Around here, we the best Now come and hold me to it I specialize